is the Fantasy Football Bros Podcast. Welcome back. You are here with Mark Hogan. I am joined by my co-host, Derek Randall. Derek, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, Mark? All right, there you go. So we had a little bit of a technical glitch there, which seems to be a theme, but I think we're just getting back. So uh, we have a quick addition here for you guys today. Really just want to give you the rules, breakdown, and changes, uh, just so everyone is informed and up to date on how the league will be set up uh, friendly reminder not only for this but any other episode really easy to listen to us and if you need to get through the podcast episode quickly you can even just change that speed to 1.25 or 1.5 i promise me and derek sound really great at a quicker speed here as well so uh, without further ado we'll go ahead and i'm going to toss it over to derek here because derek is uh, a little bit more well-versed and can speak more fluently than I can on the rule changes. So, Derek, why don't you go ahead and take us away? All right, Mark. So, first off, what everyone's been wondering the most, are we the one-quarterback league? And the answer is no. We are sticking with two quarterbacks for at least uh, the foreseeable future. So Great. That, so, that that'll being, help with their strategy? Absolutely. So with that being clarified, um, the biggest change is that we are finally increasing from a $50 buy-in to a $100 buy-in. The commissioner has set that in stone, so hopefully nobody here has an issue with that. All right, I like it. Making making a little bit more money here off you guys at the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Mark, you got to make it past, what, the first, first two rounds of the playoffs first? Yeah, I guess that's one step at a time, right? That That's right, which I am curious if with more money, if we are going to do um, like little in-season payouts or anything like that, or if it's just leading to a larger pool at the end. Um, that has not been clarified yet by the commish, um, but we still have some time before we need to know that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, be, uh, I've done in-season payouts with some other leagues in the past. It's worked out great, but um, indifferent either way. Uh, just nice to know that we are playing for more money. Absolutely. $100 seems very doable for uh, a group of grown men. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, what else? So we wondered if we were going to increase next season to two or three keepers instead of one. And Jimmy says that he wants to keep it at one for at least this first round of keepers um, just to see how it goes with everyone. So for next season, we will also be picking one more one keeper. So that's not going to change. So that's good to know and nice to take note of the change in preparation for next season so that you can kind of draft accordingly for this year as well and still strategically plan it out. Right, right. And it sounds like um, the keeper selection date will be one week prior to our draft date. So, and it sounds like our draft is going to be Sunday, August 18th, probably between the hours of 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. We'll start somewhere around then. And which means that our keeper selections have to be in uh, Sunday, August 11th. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, a little, still a little early in the preseason, but uh, at least the pre, the the you know camp will be well underway at that point, and you know hopefully. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and that actually brings me to something else that I almost forgot to mention. So, for the keepers, if 
your keeper gets hurt between August 11th, when you set your keeper in stone, to August 18th, the commissioner will allow you an exemption to select a new keeper. Okay. So if, you're, if your guy tears his ACL in that seven-day window, uh, Jimmy said that it's only fair that you get to pick somebody else. I think that's very fair. Um, I think it's totally fair. Yeah. I think that's a good rule. You know, obviously the the only thing that you could see, you know, still potentially happening is after you draft, just because we are drafting a little bit earlier. But that's at that point, it's just kind of SOL. You're shit out of luck. And, uh, you know, once the draft happens, everything's finalized. So, but I think that's very fair to be able to change it if, you know, something does happen to your keeper within that window there. Correct. And, and from my understanding, it is uh, that rule is only for injury purposes. Um, so if your guy somehow loses a starting job in that seven day window or something like something crazy like that happens, um, I don't think you're covered by that. But yeah, I think I, it's got to be only injury, right? Like if your guy gets suspended or anything like that, gets in trouble, you know, anything along those lines, it has to be injury, I would assume. And that's it. Yep. Yep, that's that's what I assume from it. Um, and yeah, Jimmy can always clarify, but we can pretty much guarantee that. Uh, so next next up on the list, um, Fab. Fab is in fact happening a hundred percent. That will be our new waiver system, which basically, Mark, I think you and I can kind of sit here and briefly try to explain it. Um, but for example, sounds like you'll start the season with like a hundred dollars. And you'll, that'll be all you're allotted throughout the entirety of the season to spend on players. So rather than having a priority on the waiver wire, you bid on players auction style. And whoever has the highest bid wins the player. Yeah. So, um, and just taking a step back to, so FAB stands for free agency auction bidding, I believe is the correct uh, term for it. And uh, exactly what Derek said. You're going to have a certain amount of allotment of money. Um, I'm assuming Jimmy will make it a hundred or whatever it is, but, uh, everyone bids, uh, the evening before waivers, uh, are, you know, happen that following morning. And then what happens that morning is whoever get if someone, if multiple people bid on the same player, the highest bid obviously gets it. Um, typically in fab leagues too, you'll be able to see how much other people are, what other people's bids are that they're submitting after all the transactions take place. So, you know, for instance, let's say you, you know, bid on, um, you a player, I don't, don't, you know, we'll just say a player for now. So player a, you bid $15 and no one else bids on them. You're only going to see your bid show up that following day and you'll be kicking yourself for bidding $15 versus like a one (laughs) or a $2 bid. So, um, on the flip side, you'll also be able to see, okay, um, so-and-so got this player at $10, but five other teams submitted bids at seven, six, five, four, and three or whatever it is. So you'll also be able to see what people are trying to go after what guys, And I think in turn, uh, over the course of the season, you'll be able to take notice on who is looking for, you know, wide receivers, who's looking for running backs, who is constantly bidding on, you know, certain kinds of players. And I think in result, it'll, 
induce some more trades too throughout the year. Absolutely. And it's my understanding, but I wanted your clarification on this. Um, you can bid $0, correct? I think you have to bid one. I think a $1 minimum is required. Okay. But, you, but it's only for waivers, right? So you can pick a – if it's if a guy is not on waivers, you're not spending any money picking them up uh, okay. alternatively, nice. right? So um, you can wait and risk it and hope that um, – I'm assuming unless the, the fab goes – you know, from a Wednesday morning, and then you also have Fab on a Friday morning. You know, it'll, we'll we'll have to see how Jimmy sets that up. But I believe if it if it's if they're not on waivers, you don't have to spend any money to get the guy. Okay, that was my question: Is once you run out of money, are you still able to acquire players? Because I feel like you do. Um, you just can't compete with anybody for players. Correct. Yeah, and I think that would fall in line with it, right? So you you basically can't pick you know go through the waiver system and get guys immediately on wednesday morning if you've gone throughout your entire budget but you can still get guys after the fact yeah yeah i think this is going to change a lot about the league um waivers acquisitions are going to become a lot more strategic rather than who's the worst team in the league (laughs) yeah so um i like it i like it yeah, it's going to be much more strategic. I think there's going to be a learning curve. Some people probably aren't going to like it when it first kicks off, but once everyone gets used to it, it'll be it'll be a system that makes more sense than just the worst, you know, the worst team of the week getting the best player kind of thing. So, yeah, far more far more sense and it seems like Fab is the uh industry standard at this point. It so. is. It is. So, um all right, cool. What else? So, we are in fact expanding our bench by one spot now my question that we'll have for jimmy is are we just adding the one spot or are we going to remove the ir and then technically add two spots okay because so i know that clarification was on that yes so we we are definitely going to have one more player on our active roster it's just a matter of if we're going to have that injury spot flipped into another active player spot right so right. I need clarification on that, but we're definitely going to have at least one more player. All right, so Jimmy, you still got a little bit more homework to do here. Yeah, and then, um, man, I'm kind of trying to take a look here, see if we have anything else. I think that that might, might be it. Um, nice allotment of changes for this season. Three, uh, three big changes. Yeah, I think I think everything is pretty much. I think we've gone through everything here. Um, you know, the fab is going to be the biggest change. I believe we said um, playoffs that stays the same, right? We're not messing with that, um, right? So it sounds like we got our draft date locked in. We've got our keeper date locked in. Um, the only clarification: uh, we're doing two quarterbacks again. Um, the only clarification is if that extra bench spot replaces the IR spot or if it's an additional to the IR spot. Yeah. So, so if it clarification on your clarification, <laughs> it will either be, we'll get two extra players or one. It, does that make sense? Like we're either, we're definitely going to have an additional spot on the, our roster. It's just a matter of if the IR spot will be turned into 
an additional player spot. I hope, I hope um, we're clear on that. I, I honestly, that isn't even clear to me at this point now. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> before we talked about adding um, one additional bench spot, but we also talked about instead of adding one, maybe adding two and in turn getting rid of the IR. Got it. Okay. So I think that's what we're trying to do. So is it out. two additional bench, spot, bench spots and no IR, or is it one additional bench, bench spots and an IR? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out. Cool. Um, so we just need clarification from Jimmy on that. And then other than that, I think we're good. Like, yeah. Uh, he wanted us to clear, make it clear how keepers will work. And just to make sure that everybody knows, I, I think as far as who's eligible to be kept is really what he, what he wants everyone to know. And you are eligible to keep anybody that you drafted last season and kept on your roster the entirety of the season, which if you listen to our previous podcast, uh, Mark and I went through who each team is eligible to keep. So that'll help you out. Yeah. Go take a listen. Uh, it's super helpful. I, I already replayed it back for myself just to strategically start planning and trying to figure out who's going to be keeping who. Uh, so it's definitely going to help you out and give you a little bit of a guide on who who's got who. So you don't have to do that research on your own. Um, and I think we're going to be, I think it's going to be really like a really great draft. I think, um, Oh, one other question that I had was if we are allowed to trade draft picks. I think so, because we did that last year, right? Yes. Yes, we did okay. it last year. All right. So just friendly reminder, if um, if we do want to trade draft picks leading up, that we can definitely do that. Um, I'm assuming we can't trade keepers, because if you trade a keeper, they're no longer have been someone that's on your roster for the entirety of the season. Right. I'm wondering... Unless because it, now it's the off season, does that qualify, or, uh, or unless you can trade keepers within that seven day window? So, I don't know. Kind of a weird thing for me to bring up, but it would be good to know just in case something like that were to come up, or you know, just in case someone would want to get creative leading up to the draft as well. Right. I would imagine um, within that seven day window is the possibility, just because. I don't think it would you be... You have to uh, keep a guy, right? You have to keep a guy first to trade them. Exactly, right? exactly. And you can't say, hey, other team, um, pick any of the guys on my roster you want to keep, and I'll trade him to you first and keep yeah. on your team. Yeah. 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 He has to be a part of your roster first. So I think that could be really interesting um, because, you know, you could see guys getting, you know, trading draft picks to get an additional player that was someone else's keeper. I don't know how often that would happen or not, but um, it could be a creative way to go about your draft and planning it. Yeah, and I think with the way our keepers are set up this year, and a lot of people probably aren't going to have a first-round pick, I think that we could see the draft pick trading come into play a little bit more than in previous seasons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, especially because some guys, it's gonna be, it's gonna make more sense to hold on to their draft picks. Where other guys, because of their draft position, it will not. So, um, yeah, that's something that everyone has to really think about. Is you know maybe try and trade your draft pick to to get a little bit more value or increase your position on the draft. Yeah, exactly. I like it. 
Cool. Um, well, I think that's it. I mean, I, don't, I, I think we've kind of gone through everything here. Again, we just wanted to make this real quick, just uh, something to help every, everyone out, make sure everyone's on the same page, uh, submit your messages, let us know any questions you have, anything else before we sign off here, Derek? Um, I think that's all. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he, he sucks. The NFL sucks. But um... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I cannot believe that. I mean, there's, there's going to be some sort of appeal, I'm assuming. Like, people are probably – going to be up in arms here but um look man like if he's not suspended i'm you know he's probably i'm probably considering keeping him because of how good he is and where i drafted him so we'll see yeah yeah the nfl is just uh being the nfl you know they're they they do one thing to one player and then they do the opposite with another i mean they suspend zeke when he was ruled innocent by you know the the courts or whatever um, but then Tyreek, it's the same situation. They let him off. So I, I just don't really know yeah. where it's coming from again. Not, nothing really surprises me with them. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if like two weeks from now, you know, he then received his suspension or something. So, um, you know, I guess because the, the league hasn't suspended him, maybe the chiefs can still suspend him. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm assuming they wouldn't want to do that, but who knows? Maybe people get, are get so upset about this that they're like their hand is forced so yeah we'll see what happens with it uh just happening today there's a lot still to come out so yep but interesting interesting nfl note that comes out so yeah exactly so all right cool thanks for listening everyone and we will be back uh probably right after training camp starts if you need to get your quick nfl fix in of anyone has Amazon Prime Video, All or Nothing just came out with Carolina Panthers. You got Ooh. Last Chance U on Netflix. So there's a lot of football stuff coming out right now that I know I'll be watching and looking forward to uh, training camp starting just a little over 10 days from now. Oh, yeah, I like it. I didn't know the All or Nothing was out, so I'm going to go watch that now. <laughs> just came out today, baby. So <laughs> That is fantastic. All right, everyone, have a good one. Signing off here for the Fantasy Football Bros.